Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Should I Do That podcast. Hate starting it. Listen to my posh voice. (laughs) Welcome back back to the Should I Delete That... No, wait. Just say it like, fancily. Hi there, and welcome back to the Should I Delete That podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funny, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello and welcome back. To, no, I can't do it. I like yours. That was quite good, actually. Hello, that was welcome quite back nice. to the Should I Delete That podcast. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to channel uh, Ni- Jana Lumley. Oh, I was going for Nigella. Oh, and, and Nigella, yeah. Although I don't know yeah, how she'd say yes. podcast if she's a microwave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Podcast. <laughs> no, forget that. Um, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It is a Thursday, but feels like a Friday, so that's nice. I disagree. I think it's a Thursday that feels like a Wednesday. Oh, that's Bank holiday. (laughs) Shame for you. Bank holiday. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's funny, isn't it? So Um, it should be a Wednesday. Oh, I have to kick us off with our awkward, my awkward, because I can't believe that I've seen you and spoken to you so many times since this happened, and I haven't told you yet, because it's actually a miracle that I'm still alive and breathing because it's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life so (laughs) genuinely it's really bad and I've told so many people this and I can't believe I haven't yet shared it with you so I was at a family wedding at the weekend you know I was kind of like offline and I was away for family wedding and I was like with you know the gang and I went for a walk on the day of the wedding on Saturday morning I went for a walk and yeah. I went to the shop and I, I'd never been in the shop before I hadn't seen the shop before I went in and they had some really wacky earrings and I was like god this is great and you know when you're away you're, you're by yourself you you chat you know so I was chatting with the shop assistant and in my mind we became best friends and she helped me to use earrings for everyone so I got some for me and some for my mum and some for my sister and then right. I was like cool these are perfect thanks so much miss you best friend see you later bye thanks for helping me I'm gonna go now and I went for my walk and then when I was on my walk I thought I did that thing where you overthink because there was another lady staying in our house. We were renting a house next door to everyone else. And it was my mum's, like my mum's friend who we were renting the house with. 
and I was like, oh my God, this is going to look so rude because I'm going to get back. I'm going to say to my mum, look, I got you some earrings, but then I didn't get MA in the earrings. So I was like, I'll feel really bad about that. So I need to go back to the shop and get some MA some because <laughs> I'm going to feel bad, you know. So I've, worked, <laughs> I've gone for an hour and a half on my walk and I was like, oh, I'll just swing by on the way back. And I went on the way back and I walked back into the shop and I walked in, it was a small shop, and I turned to the right where the earrings were. So the, I set the scene, you come in through the door, shop assistant is behind the counter on the left. It's very small shop yeah. and then the earrings that I liked were on the right straight away right. so I walked in took an immediate swing to the right to look at the earrings and the shop assistant behind me goes you're back and I spin round jazz hands at the ready and I go I'm back <laughs> because this woman is my <laughs> new best friend and as I spin round with my jazz hands out I realise yeah. she's not talking to me she's talking to her husband who came in behind me <laughs> with a cup of coffee <laughs> so I'm like I'm back my jazz hands are literally in his way as he tries to like come into the shop oh, so I on. just and I just didn't know what to do I was just like I'm back and I just like finished it off like back and then like lowering my hands <laughs> to my sides like still jazzing them but just slowly oh my god it was the worst thing that happened to me and I was like I can't now leave first of all because hubby's in my way so I just had to like turn back to the wall pick out the fun cocktail earrings that I'd selected for MA and pay for them with this woman who just like and she was just her and her husband were just like quietly talking to each other like probably saying who the fuck is this bitch I was like I just need to die now did she acknowledge it? no your performance no 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 when I gave her earrings she was like oh hey I was like don't pretend this is the first time you've just seen me (laughs) (laughs) don't pretend you didn't see the jazz hands so bad that was worse than Jen in Itsu like that was so bad that is so so bad so bad I'm back I'm dying for you Um, literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me I just it's so bad it's so embarrassing it's so so awkward I should have just dropped the earrings and run but I still had the threat of how awkward it would be if I got back to the house and I hadn't got a mayor pair of earrings when I was showing off that I got them for everybody else you know when you do that it's something you get like yesterday yesterday we did an interview and Alex my Alex because he's adorable made cupcakes and he gave three cupcakes. He gave one for me, one for Girl Al, and one for Daisy, Producer Daisy. But Producer Daisy wasn't there because we were on somebody else's podcast. So there, I arrived with three cupcakes. And then we're like, what, how many people in that room? There were like four people. I was like, I can't ask you to share a fairy cake among <laughs> four of you. So I awkwardly just took three cupcakes work. in and then left with three cupcakes and we just ate them downstairs by ourselves. <laughs> There's nothing worse than showing up when you haven't got enough stuff for people. So yeah, I had to just horrible. grin and bear through the I'm back. Oh, it was so bad, Al. Oh, that is very embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I'd like the, I'd like the footage of that. Yeah, it's probably... <laughs> it'll probably not have sound. It'll just be my, like, big woo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you like knocked the display over and I, was I like, would have loved I would have loved to have I wish I'd knocked the display over <laughs> I would have given, given anything to have knocked the display over <laughs> I'm back I'm back my, uh, my awkward is that I went to the vets and absolutely choked proper proper choked in a way that 
I don't know if I have done ever before. So like we moved and our our old vets, they they knew Betty, that they really liked Betty. The receptionist really liked Betty. Um, so whenever we walk in, she'd be like, oh my God, Betty, like Betty's here. So fine, that was it. We had a really nice relationship with them. And we've just joined, because we moved and we've joined a new vets and hadn't been there before. Um, and like Betty's got this, well, I wanted her to have like a little a little consultation, you know, check she's okay and like everything's okay and stuff. But also she's got these like, she had these like little dots on her head that I was worried, was worried about, they're fine. Um, so we walked into the vet and into the vets, it's completely empty. And there's like four girls behind the counter, like girls that work there. Like I think two were like vet nurses and then two were receptionists. And so they all, all look at me because I'm, the only person in this place who just walk in. I've obviously got Betty with me because why would I be at the bets by myself? Anyway, she said, one of the girls said, the receptionist said, what can we, what can we do for you today? So I said, I, I completely choked and I didn't know what to say. So I just said, a dog. <laughs> a dog. A dog. Okay. And she, they all looked at me blank and then she's, she's just like, there was like a second and then she said, and who is it we're seeing? And I just pointed down at Betty and said, this dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I honestly don't know what you're asking me. And then she said, literally, and I can see one of the girls behind the counter, like, sm- she turned away because she was laughing, right? And I was like, I want to cry. This is so embarrassing. She said... And then the receptionist just continued, do we have a name? And I was like, I was at this point feeling like really stressed. So I was like, me or the dog? Like, what name do you want? Whose name do you want? And she was like, the dog. So I was like, yeah, this is Betty, Betty Melia. And I'm dying. I'm actually dying. Oh my God, that's but so But it did unlock this new consideration of like, what do you do when you go to the vets? Do you say, hi, I'm Alex. I'm here with my dog, Betty. Or do you say, hi, I'm, I'm here yeah. for, for Betty. I don't know. Like, what are you supposed to say? If they don't give a shit about you at the vets. That's what you've got to know. Vets don't care for you. They only care about the dog. And I, for one, love it. Like, I love feeling like Boa's personal security slash entourage slash PA. I walk her in, well, drag her in because she fucking hates the vets. And I'm like, we've got Boa. This is it. Though. Right. I should probably take a leaf out of your book. I think I should go into situations with considerably less confidence than I do. <laughs> because look at the story I've just told you. I think I'm too comfortable in these places. <laughs> I think I know what's going on. Jazz hands should be evidence to that. Like, I think maybe maybe we should enter with trepidation like you do. But normally, I'd say, hey, yeah, we've got Boa here. Bo- Boa Andrew's here to... Oh, she oh, looked up. Oh, that's cute. That okay. was adorable. Well, I just shat myself. And I was like, I honestly just, I don't know what to say. I was just like, I don't know what to say. And then the, the girl turning around, me? I was like, a dog. And who is it was saying, this dog. Like, obviously, I'm the only person, I'm the only dog in the place. And the girl turns around laughing. I was like, oh. I was like, I get it. I would be laughing too. But, like, this is killing me. Um, so, yeah, that was my choke, choke of the week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you literally choked. And I was like, now that is embarrassing. <laughs> no, that would be, that would be very <laughs> embarrassing. But they did, they did also, they told me that she was too fat, Betty. <gasps> Oh my god, are you ever feeding her? I don't. Well, she goes to my sister's like a couple days a week. 
um convenient convenient yeah it's and she because she the two there are two other dogs there both from cyprus and they just have an absolute ball together probably not because they're from cyprus but we like to think it is and i i do think she gets a lot of treats while she's there how are the other two looking um quite rotund, rotund. quite rotund especially one of yeah. them has put on a considerable amount of weight since arriving in the uk like she looks like a completely different dog so well i think yeah you might you might have your answer i know there. i know and she has put on weight since we moved nearer to my sister and she's been going to my sister's but um i i, I felt like i felt I felt like outraged when the vet told me. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, she's like a couple of kilos overweight. I was like, I know. I was like, there's not many kilos too, oh Jesus. No. So. But you don't want to give your dog a complex, but I suppose you can't. They're not really affected by diet culture in the same way Exactly, so it's fine. Like, okay, so with that in mind, like I'm not trying to like diet culture booer and I don't want to make a thing out of this. But um, I took Boo, well, the last time I took Boo to, again, our new vets, because we moved here, we had to go for like, you know, the boosters and stuff, and they weighed her. And they said she was the perfect weight. And oh, that they should use her as a poster girl oh, for what God. all poodle crosses should be, because she's just so Take perfect. It, oh, it's like, such a smug dog mom right now. So bad. Hit me, good or, good or bad, what have you got for me? My bad. I'll give you my bad, okay? So you know I can read a book a minute? Yeah. I can read... I normally... I like to read realistically a book in a week, but, you know, if I've got the weekend or I'm poorly or I've got a big journey, I can do a book in a day. Book in two days, very happily. Um, In The Isle of Man, on July the 19th, I I actually got a DM from somebody saying, I screen grabbed you starting this book on July the 19th. And it's made me want to put my head through a window because I love reading. I have the biggest, for my birthday, you bought me a Waterstones voucher. My friend Gina, who has a book page that I've already talked about on Instagram before. It's called Novel Tea, like tea that you drink, dot with dot G. Anyway, she always recommends books to me. And she bought me for my birthday some books and some good books. And I've been so excited. I've got my big to read pile. And I've been wanting to get through it. Um, but on July the 19th, on the advisement of my sister's friend Moose, I bought this book called The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, not to be confused with The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. They came out at the same time with very stupidly similar names. Um, and I loved The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Fantastic. But this book, on the other hand, The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, and I don't say this readily slash ever, but it, I'm having the worst time of my life trying to read it out. Really? I just can't bear it <laughs> really every time i pick it up i'm like i hate this. then don't read it I have n- no no not an option i wish it were that <laughs> definitely simple. An option. i'm so <laughs> definitely not an option i i've never been able to not finish a book as long as i've lived well this i can't do it even last year i put myself no 2020 as if the world wasn't suffering enough i decided to start the hillary mantel trilogy which if you don't know are three of the biggest books all about Henry VIII. And they were, I mean, I probably read six, 7,000 pages about Henry VIII. And by the end of the third one, I just was honestly, I was just, I couldn't see the point really of anything. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And this book, which is literally comparatively, it's a postcard in comparison. I just can't get through it. Look. 
and it's ruining take my life. Take a leaf out of my book, no pun intended, genuinely. Um, and stop finishing books. No. Stop. No. Normalise. No. Normalise reading only a first few pages or the first few chapters of a book. No. No. Yes. It's not a precedent I want to set. It's not the person I want to become. I love my commitment to my books. I've never not finished them. I just, I have to. It's just, it's just one of those things. Then do things. it today. It's mandatory. Shit it. with that simple. And I honestly, I this is me. I can do it. I know I've got the capacity or the capability, but every time I pick it up, I fall asleep. It's really bad. It sounds awful. It's like I'm allergic to it. It's literally like I feel like I'm allergic to it. <laughs> every time I pick it up, I'm like, oh, I'm asleep. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> It's killing me. Honestly, it's absolutely killing me. And I just, and I know it ends badly because I've been talking about it on Instagram and everybody goes, oh, I fucking hated this book. And I was like you and I pushed through it. It took me two fucking years and I got to the end and the ending was shite. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. But I have to know that for myself now. Then read the last chapter. No, because then the last chapter won't make sense because I won't have read the chapters in between. Okay, well, I have to say, you are making a rod for your own back here. Like, you have options, but do you do what you need to do? I just don't. No, I just don't. (laughs) Imagine, imagine. How do I look at myself in the mirror knowing that I quit? That I quit. A book. No. (laughs) Yes, no. No, I love... No, no. Okay. You know, it's weird, though, because I can quit films like that, like... I put on conversations with friends. I read the book Conversations with Friends, having loved yeah. Normal People by Sally Rooney. Read the book and I was like, this is not a very good book. No, that's not true. This is not my... Car. I didn't love it. I wasn't right. loving it. But I didn't right. quit because that's just not in my nature. So instead, I just put my nose down and finished it in like two hours so that I got it over quicker. When I started watching the TV show, I was like, no, don't like it, not watching it. Got five minutes in, I was like, not watching it. I don't understand why I can, can quit the I can quit the series because normal people I loved, but conversations with friends I just didn't like any. Oh, of I, them. I quite like that series actually. I never watched the book. But yeah, see, I couldn't do it. Never watched the book. Never watched the book. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm doing with the Seven Husbands. I just feel like I'm watching it. Like it's just following <laughs> me around. It's like having a horror. It's like it's like having a poltergeist. It just follows me everywhere. You need to let it go. Let it go. No, I'm going to okay. finish it. And that'll be my well, good next week, yes. hopefully. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Come back to us with an update next week. I have been saying that since the 19th of July, but okay, <laughs> it's now fucking September. Oh, shit. This, mm-hmm. this has never happened oh, to that's me. Crazy. That's actually crazy. I know, I'm in bobbins. My bad. Uh, there are spiders everywhere at the moment. And I, literally everywhere, like my house is full of them, fine. I'm, I, I try to be chilled around spiders I don't want to be that person that's terrified of spiders I really don't want it but I have to admit that I am I do not like them fine anyway I can kind of get get over them being in the house whatever they kind of leave you alone fine um but I got into the car so my mum and dad were picking me up and my little sister was in the back as well. So my mum and dad were in the front. My sister was in the back. I got in the other side of the back and my sister, who is genuinely terrified of spiders, literally just started screaming and screaming and screaming, which is obviously incredibly dangerous when someone is, when someone yeah. is driving a car. And there was a spider on her dress it it obviously come from the car and my dad's golf stuff had been in the car so I'm guessing it's from that and like 
I am not exaggerating when I say the spider was huge. I don't think it was furry, but it looked like it could be because it was like that big. Was it all leg or a meaty body? It was both. It was both. And it was big and it was genuinely big because my dad was like, okay, he did concede after shouting at us because he was like, that's so fucking dangerous. He was like, that was a big spider. She flicked it off. My sister flicked the spider off of her and obviously landed onto me. And I absolutely lost my mind. I really lost my mind. And I kind of lost the fact that we were in a car and like, this is dangerous and like, this is actual peril. And... I, it, it was, it was, it was honestly like a horrible moment because you're in a confined space with this huge thing and the poor thing doesn't know what to do either. And I get that, like, it's scared as well. It's not having fun. No. And you know what, you know what's making it more scared? These two giants just looking at Freaking it. Freaking out. Yeah. And throwing it around so the place. So I then flicked it into, I like flicked it into the footwell so it's in the footwell, but like, and my legs are up. My legs are up on the seat. I don't have a seatbelt on. I've lost all. I've lost all concern for safety. My feet are on the seat. Like, but me and my sister, it, it felt like a bush tucker trial. And then we had to. And I was like, Dad, pull over, pull over. I was like, I'm trying not to freak out. Like, pull over, pull over. You just need to pull over. You need to pull over. Don't need to pull over. And I was like, trying to like tap into like some inner inner calm. And it was horrible it really was horrible and i really don't want to be the, one of those people who's like oh i hate spiders but fuck i hate spiders they're just not nice i just don't know that they don't go forwards they only go sideways same as crabs okay i didn't know that but that's not nice either that's really not nice well they might go forwards actually they, they definitely i just don't know that they have the option to go sideways oh, i just, just feel like they can like outsmart it. you you know what i mean they can go wherever they want but i kind of like spiders i just i don't like it when i can see their eyes Oh god! I don't think I've ever. Do you know come what I mean? Because they've got so many. I've got eight. I'm kind of yeah. I don't mind them. Like I kind of I, I hated them. My mum had some really big ones at because we did COVID at my mum's house, and it's in the countryside. So there were some like big boys, and oh, I'm saying like big yeah. boys. Do you remember? I put them on my Instagram, and they were like chunky monkeys, and then I didn't love them because because they were coming up through the drains. Because they can live in the drains, because they can put those little oxygen bubbles around themselves when the water goes down. So I didn't love that. But then I did kind of create this like affinity with them. And we kind of had this cool thing. It was like, if I know where you are and you know where I am, then we're kind of fine. But what I didn't like is it's like, like me and Kat, me and my sister, like genuinely, like we're just friends with one. We had to tell Alex to leave it alone because <laughs> it was like hanging off the blinds. And we were like, just leave her. Like she's not hurting anyone. It's fine. Mm. Um, but like if I go, and she was just next to the loo. So I just like look at her and be like, morning. But like if she was gone ever, I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Like she's just scary when she's gone. When she's there, I'm fine with it. But when she goes, I'm like, oh, Yeah, there's something quite sinister about them. But then there isn't, like, they're just trying to survive. and I've, They're just so really... small, I know. And, like, they're way more scared of you than totally. you are of them. However, it's really hard to, like, call on that rational state of mind when it's in your personal space and you're just like, ugh. Oh, this reminds me. Sarah, who literally might as well be part of this podcast now because I talk about <laughs> yeah. her so much. She's properly, it's one of my best friends, properly terrified of spiders. Like, full, like, sounds like a sister, like, fully terrified. And she was driving once down, I don't know where, she was going to the countryside and she, there was, she was driving and a spider was on her dashboard, I think, or on the inside of her wing, windscreen while she was oh driving. God. And she was so terrified because she's so scared 
of spiders that she pulled in as soon as she could and arrived at this party. It was like in a golf club or something and she walked into the party in her like trackies and crocs. Like, oh. and it was just like, can somebody help me get the spider out of my car, please? Oh my God, <laughs> she has balls. I know. And then this like person, I think that maybe there's a couple outside and they were like, yeah, we'll help. And then they like got the spider out of her car and she's like, thanks. And then she just left. Oh and my god! Do you know what though? I was thinking like it probably does cause they probably do cause accidents, you know. Well, I think that, but then sometimes people have like mice in their cars. I, I think I would rather have a mouse. I would definitely rather have a mouse in my car than a spider. I concur, but imagine you're driving and then a mouse runs like across your hands or out at your legs yeah, or you something. Cheat yourself. Because I think if you leave food in the car, particularly in winter, it's warm. Yeah, but how do they get in? So they can like nestle. I don't know, man. That how do, how is it like? And mice get in everywhere. They just they're insane. But, but like cars it's are pretty admirable. airtight. No, when you when you close the doors. Not at all. Think about the bottom. Oh god. Think about like the bottom where the bottom of the car is. Like that's not fully airtight. Like if you drive, if you like, if they were fully airtight, then they wouldn't get water in them. If you like crash. See, we are stressing. Right, unlocking everyone thing. who's listening out right now. We are totally stressing them out. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because I'm going to make it worse because every time oh, I God. drive across a bridge, I have to open the windows of my car because I think if the bridge falls and I land my car in the water, disaster, admittedly, like probably not going to get out alive, but I want to give myself the best chance. If the windows are shut, it takes a really long time. But it's not impossible for the car to fill up with water because obviously it comes in through like above the wheels mm. and like through the engine probably same places that the mice get in, um, and but because of the air because of the pressure of the water, you can't open your car door until the inside is fully submerged. Does yeah. that make sense? Um, so you'd have to like it would have to be full and obviously it's me and Boo are in the car like I can't be playing with our lives like that so I always drive with the windows open when I go across a bridge so if I fall in I'd be able to get out through the windows or failing that the car would fill up way faster so that through the windows so that then I could open the door and get me and Boo out it seems unnecessary because it's quite hard to fall off a bridge in a car but okay yes of course it's quite hard (laughs) but if it happens like do you want to just not you can't you can't live like that Al it's probably not going to happen so I'm not going to prepare you know what fail to prepare you prepare to fail that's all I'm saying I feel like there are other areas in your life in which you could prepare literally me the most unorganised person in the whole world but when it comes to yeah this one hypothetical situation I live I live south of the river in London do you have any idea how many bridges I cross on a daily basis pray for um I'm always on a bridge. Well, then that's a lot of windows up, windows down. That's annoying. Well, I just keep the windows down. I think about these things all the time. Like, how would you... Because in certain situations, I'd just let death take me. But that's not one of them. I'd fight for that. Good for you. Like, if there's an apocalypse or whatever, I'd just be like, nah, bye. But... We have stressed everyone out that's listening to this now. They're like... Fuck. My car is full of m- mice and spiders, and I might die off a bridge. Well, we and... might have just saved their lives if they keep the windows open when they there cross you the go. bridge. You've learned something. And I learned now watching one of Shonda Rhimes's, an episode of one of Shonda Rhimes's shows, Scandal. Oh, I love Scandal. Ah, oh, 
Yeah, well, you clearly didn't pay enough attention because I'm learning valuable life lessons oh, that from that That song, um, The Light, Album Leaf, and it was the song that was played every time they would kind of get together. I don't oh, remember. it's the most stunning song. I watched song. it ages and ages ago. To it. It's beautiful. And I just took a life-saving tip from it. Oh, and then it's the most beautiful it. song. Anyone, if you want to, just like the album Leave the Light, it's the most stunning song in the world. Anyway, have you got a good for me? No, have you got a good for me? My good. Well, well, last week, like I, it was my birthday last week, and because of everything. That's... Oh my god! Yeah, we haven't even talked about your birthday. Well, listen, there isn't. There isn't. There literally isn't anything to talk about. But um, because of everything that's been going on with my mental state, I have not. Like I did. It, I did. It didn't even register that it was my birthday. I didn't even think anything of it. But. Um, it was on Friday and I think because everyone's known that I've had such a hard time like I've really got made a fuss out of and it was so nice like it was just it was so lovely like I got yeah it, it was it was just really nice like I felt really special and it really cheered me up so yeah what did you do we went out for a brunch and we went out for a dinner as well um, a lot of eating out and yeah everyone was just really nice to me it was just lovely very nice did you go on a night out in Liverpool the the day after we went up to see my aunties and my cousins that wasn't my birthday that was for, for like a belated hen do for my sister um but yeah that was really fun <laughs> very fun good for you good for you um my good is just that I went to a wedding I went to my my friend, my god sister's wedding, um, and such a like tenuous link to a human, isn't it? But my friend Kitty got married, and it was a beautiful day. And I was, I went with my mum, and we just had like four, five days together, just me and her. Well, not me and her, because there were like a million people there, and like all of the our family and friends that we haven't seen for like ages. But, um, but just me and her went from like our gang. Um, and it was just really nice to like hang out with her and just, you know, nice. have a nice time. Lovely. Yeah, really nice. Because when you get like, I don't know, older, you have to, well, even when you're like, I'm not an only child, so you have to share your parents, which is fine. But sometimes it's really nice. Oh my to God, have, it's like... so nice, isn't it? It's so nice. <laughs> like yeah, sometimes, sometimes mum allows us like a coffee alone with her, but like, it's difficult. I say like she allows us. I mean, just because it's, there's so many of us, there's five of us. So it's quite difficult to like schedule that in. And also everyone's desperate. So everyone has to have their, everyone has to have their turn. Um, but when we do, like when I have like an alone coffee with mum, it's like literally so special. I'm like, oh my God, I like choke. I'm like, what do you want to talk about? There's so much to talk about. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, so I get you. That that would be nice. I'd love to do that. Like a wedding with my mum. It's actually kind of, um, first time I've done it in a, in a really long time where you go like without a date to a wedding. And my mum, best person in the world, but Jesus Christ, she's ruthless. She left me at every single party. <laughs> so we were there for like five days. And because... Everybody had come from around the world. So Kitty, whose wedding it was, she's Australian and she's marrying a Canadian guy. And um, like all their friends live here, there and everywhere. And like even like we're all over the country and just like everyone was together. And it was so special, but there was a lot of gatherings. So there was like the hen party on the Thursday and then there was like engagement drinks and then there was the wedding and then there was a brunch. And then like we also had like dinners at our house like just to fill up all the days and just, so it was a lot. But I swear to God, everywhere we went, my mum left me. 
I'd just be minding my business. I'd be having a nice time and I'd look around and she's very small, so she's easily <laughs> lost. But you'd look around the party and I'm like, where did she go? Fuck's sake. Uh-huh. And it happened like three or four times where she just left me at the, at the event. So <laughs> theoretically, I had a date. Um, my mum but she was a terrible date because she just kept abandoning me so I had to make loads of friends um, and it's actually kind of kind of cool but kind of like yeah going to going to a wedding on your own like I don't know like I had my friends and stuff there but they were all with their partners like no one I was the only like single Pringle even though I wasn't single you know what I mean yeah so it's just like I imagine that's quite fun though I just feel like oh my god I'm kind of free you know well yeah, except I love dancing agent. with Alex and I like having like my inbuilt dance partner. I also think I've got way too comfortable because yeah. we've been together nearly a decade, you know what I mean? So like we just we've kind of got our rhythm, we just we just do things, you know, we've got a good system. But, but I was alone. Yeah. And it was kind it was it was cool, it was fine. It was it was lovely. But you just yeah. you you're sometimes aware that you're dancing on your own. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll be mid mo- mo- mid boogie and you'll be like yeah. singing the lyrics. And you know normally when you're like singing the lyrics and you're looking at someone and then you realise that they're not looking back at you, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> like oh god, <laughs> I have to awkward. go. Like because like everyone's having a nice time. Everyone's like in the circle and then they kind of pair off and they're all like with their little partners or their mums or whatever. And then you're just like, fuck, I'm alone, and that's a bit much. But it was still, it was still yeah they played that they dedicated it to me it was, it was nice <laughs> I am so excited about our guest this week really excited um, because I have known her for a really long time so this week we chat to Nadine Bagger who is a beauty editor and has been for a really long time like this is the woman who knows everything about beauty and skincare. Like she literally knows everything and she's really, like she's been doing it for decades and she's invested so much time in like, in the science behind skincare as well, which is part of the reason I just, I love her content. But actually what we talked to her about today is age positivity, which was something that Em and I hadn't considered before because we're still quite fairly young. Uh, and speak for yourself younger than me <laughs> but whatever um so it was a really it wasn't it a fascinating conversation it was really interesting because it's something that we genuinely have not explored before and it opened me up to so like it opened my eyes up to so much uh and it's so much that it's, it's since the conversation as well I've just been noticing stuff and I just thought it was really super super interesting it also made me feel but, like people of all a ages. lot better about like getting old because we are so conditioned to fear getting older but and we talk a lot about Mm. that and like why that is and everything and I think even approaching 30 I know it's like been and gone distant memory for you but um you know it's like a big thing uh for a lot of people and you kind of end up in a really big spin but then you kind of have that spin like completely um minimalized by older people and they're like oh 30 is nothing blah 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 and people and people say you shouldn't be worried you know that the come back when you're 40 come back when you're 50 and it's like actually give space to this um we should be allowed to give space to the feelings that we feel and the reason that we feel them so it's really interesting like to talk about all of that um and it just made me feel very positive in a way that i hadn't I haven't ever felt about getting older before and it made me feel excited about it because mm. as you might guess knowing my character I've got a habit of kind of going into existential spins if I think about things for too long um so it's kind of nice to just think about it in like a realistic term and also she gave me a good yeah. recommendation and I've ordered 
my product. I've ordered the, I can't pronounce it, the Paula's Choice product that she told me about. BHA. Yeah, it's on the way. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here is Nadine Baggett. Hi, Nadine. God, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good Depending afternoon. what time you're listening to it. Yeah. We have known each other for, God, years and years now. How long do you reckon it is? About 10 years, but I didn't really, I more knew of you because. That's worrying. <laughs> I heard the stories I'm just kidding there were no stories but I worked at Hello and you were the beauty director of Hello weren't yeah. you for how long like 20 uh, years 18 years 18 yeah. years but I worked in a different department I was online so we our paths didn't cross until later on and when I started working in beauty actually and then we did um do you remember that live we did together yeah but also I was saying just before we started recording that for me you were just this young, pretty, perfect girl in pink that was just sort of being held over me by the some powers that be saying, oh, well, we don't, we don't even allow Alex to do that. Like you were held up as this perfect person. And then one day out of the blue, about a year later, I looked at your feed again and I, and it was during the time when you were being really honest and open about your eating disorder and everything. And I just thought, Oh my God, she's human. And, and I just, I had this overwhelming urge to come up to you and tell you how amazing your content was and how, and I wanted to give you a big hug. Oh, I remember it so well. It was such a I nice moment. I came up moment. to you, didn't I? At yeah. an event where yeah. people were being a bit sort of stuck up and snobby and I just came up and I went, <gasps> what you've done with your feed is amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. You're so brave. It's it, brilliant. It yes. was so nice. I didn't know anyone at that event, like not a soul. And I was, I hadn't really thought about it walking in. I was just, it was for our friend Lindsay Kelk and I just hadn't thought about it and I just turned up and I knew no one and you know when you feel painfully self-conscious and like you're just standing there with nothing to do apart from your phone and you're like I can't be on my phone I'm at an event and you made me feel so welcome so anyway that was great so what we wanted to get you on to talk about which is something that we kind of I, we did a live together didn't we a few months ago and we, we touched on ageism and ageism in the beauty industry and I thought this was interesting because me and Em as well, we've never given it much thought because we've always been young, right? So it's not ever something that's come into our consciousness. So we wanted to get you on to talk about that because you know a lot about it, you talk a lot about it. And I just think it's a, I think you said to me that it's the last taboo or the last form of discrimination. Yeah, it's the last form of acceptable discrimination. Yeah. And you you hear casual, snidey comments about older people the whole time. Mm. And for the vast majority of people over 50, certain, maybe even over 40, maybe even over 30 in beauty, it's shocking or invisible. And I feel like that this podcast should come with a sort of a sort of aside, which is if anybody's listening to this and thinks I might be ageist or I might be dismissive of older people, don't feel bad about it. I was that person too. You really don't know that ageism exists until you get older because... And I remember chatting to you about it. And I was saying that, so obviously I started my YouTube channel when I was 54. I've been a beauty editor for over 30 years, relatively late starter because I was a features writer first. And you just accept that the image that's thrown back at you of this young, slim, beautiful person is the epitome of beauty. And when you're sort of young and sort of slim and you just get on with it and we sort of collude in this lie and you know all about that because both of you have stood up against 
body restriction images and how crazy it is that we only accept one body type and it's just madness and somebody might complain that we only uh, we only see one skin type as being perfect or one skin tone or one hair type and all of that is absolutely right except that the last great taboo is that mostly even in campaigns that are considered inclusive there are no people over the age of 40 or 50 or 60 perfect case in point and I have no other complaints about this company I love this company Superdrug are an amazing company they're so key with their diversity campaigns and they did a huge campaign I think it was last summer or the summer before it was one of the lockdown summers and there were nine people in this campaign and it was incredible there were people with uh there was a, a transgender person there was a body positivity person there was a um there was a gay person, there was a drag queen, there was somebody with um, vitiligo. And it was this amazing, inclusive, incredible campaign. There was somebody that was differently abled. I think they had one arm. It was so visible and so amazing. And I stood outside with my young team and I said, what's wrong with that campaign? And they went, what do you mean? And I said, what's wrong with that campaign? And they were like, it's incredible. I went, no, no, no. Now look over those images into that shop and show me who's shopping in that yeah. shop. Yeah, because what's missing from that campaign is there's literally nobody over the age of I would say even 30 in that campaign or 40 and it happens the whole time inclusivity means including everybody mm. but you as you get older and ageism is the only form of discrimination that targets the future you say that again right no, ageism crazy. is the only form of discrimination that targets the future you so you're essentially targeting your future every time you're disparaging or dismissive about an older person you're being disparaging and dismissive about your future and I only realized that I've been ageist I mean you know you've chatted about it in the bef before in the past both of you have about previously creating content and thinking I've been so judgmental about my own body or somebody else's body we've all been there um, and I was incredibly ageist when I was younger and dismissive of older people. And then suddenly, and it's such a cliche, you're over 40 and then you're over 50 and then you're over 60. And then suddenly you look back and think, wow, I'm dismissing this knowledge, this power, this incredible group of people. And I think from my point of view in the industry, my argument is never be nice to me just because I'm older. I always say be nice to me because I have spending power. Yeah, because when yeah. you work in the industry, that's it's a little like you saying you created like London. And essentially, if you want to target somebody, you have to be inclusive of size and shape when it comes to clothing. You have mm. to be inclusive of skin tone and type and texture and hair texture if you want beauty products. But actually, you need to be inclusive of older people as well, because actually they have more money to spend than younger people as well. Yeah. And I, I, it feels weird because it feels like in the beauty industry, they are the demographic that's being targeted, being bombarded with anti-aging, mm. get rid of wrinkles, fine lines, crow's feet, blah, blah, blah. Like, erase your signs of life, right? And it feels like that's the demographic that's being targeted, but they're not the dem demographic that's represented in any of the marketing. Do you remember the fuss when Kendall Jenner was the face of oh my God. Estee Lauder's advanced night repair? Yeah. And it's just like, that oh, was a joke. Like yeah. 23. I feel like that was the last one. I feel like some companies do it really well. I think L'Oreal mm. Paris do it really well. So they yeah. have Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren and they have Susan yeah. Sarandon yeah. and things like that. But the fact that I can name one or two companies that do it well, and even companies that think they're diverse aren't really diverse. Yeah. It's quite shocking in 2022. I think that's part of the reason that you 
your account and your content has done so well, apart from the fact that you have like tons of knowledge and you're super into your science, aren't you? Like, you know, the science behind everything to do with beauty, but that you're, you're speaking to an age group that doesn't feel like they have anyone speaking that aren't included. to them. Yeah, yeah, that aren't included. It's a little bit like you would say, you can't be what you can't see. And I was saying to you, Emma, when we first sat down that, you know, I discovered you via Alex and I love your content because when I was growing up, I never saw myself reflected back. And I think our bodies are really similar. And I just find you running through the beach and being so body positive, really, really heartwarming. And I wish I'd had it when I was younger. And your level of body confidence is something that I probably haven't even gone. I'm t- probably twice your age. And I feel it's the same. I just feel that people just want to see themselves reflected back. I'm not frightened of, you know, dyeing my own roots and plucking my chin hairs, being seen without makeup on on Instagram, yeah. because the Chances are, if you see it, then everybody else feels the same way. Right. Really? We're yeah. all the same, really. You know, we've all got stretch marks and cellulite. And once you get to a certain age, you will have errant chin hairs and wrinkles and lines mm. and age spots. And there's no shame in it. You just need to... And it, and then you and I will have the conversation about... Then we have that dichotomy of, right, okay, so body positivity, age positivity, but we are in the beauty industry, so... But yeah. I just feel that all I want somebody to do is feel their best version of themselves. And if I can help them and if I can cut through the BS and tell them what works and what doesn't, because at my age, trust me, I know I've tried it all, then that's a job well done. Yeah, you make like a real like, it's actually just listening to you realise how you use like the fear of getting older, which we all have because we're taught to have it because like you don't want to get older because you like you say like you you lose relevance you don't see yourself anywhere you just like it's a it's a a, like we grew up in the era of the over 25s category on x factor like i can't get over the fact that i grew up thinking that people over 25 are like over the hill geriatric (laughs) like in my head i'm like they're basically dead i don't know why they've bothered like why are they here tragic like roll them back to the old people's home and they're like 26 <laughs> they were the pity category weren't they yeah. literally like the pity they category. were never gonna win because they were yeah. just so past it it's like over 25 but it's like we we grow up in a world that like teaches us to fear being old so much and it doesn't just ruin getting old it also ruins the now because you just there's so much pressure to like look your best and feel your best and you know, then you feel like sometimes older people can say to you, like, oh, I look back at photos of myself at your age and I thought I never look better. And then you think, oh, fuck, I'm never going to look better than this. That's a shame because diet culture tells me that I have to look better. It's just a lot of pressure. It's very interesting because I remember both of you have created content saying, I can't believe on all those summers I look back and said, if I could just lose six pounds, if I yeah. could just lose a stone. Well, trust me. And I remember saying this to a mutual friend of ours, Katie, who used to work at Hello. And I remember when I first worked there, she turned 30 and she Mm. came downstairs really grumpy. Really? Stunningly beautiful woman. Really grumpy. Oh, I feel so old. And I went, if you hate yourself at 30, how are you going to come to terms with being 40 or 50? She's 50 now. And I'm like, and she looks back at me, she goes, you were so right. You were so right, Nadine. And I do feel that there is that moment where age positivity is the same as body positivity, where if you can accept the fact that you're never going to be perfect, you're never going to be the perfect age, you're never going to be the perfect weight, all you can do is accept who you are and be the best version of you on that day. It's so important to come that. to terms it's with. It's actually a yeah. really important thing that I haven't thought a lot about, but it, like even noticing people, like on TikTok, on TikTok, it was like, 
someone someone put up a video being like, can someone come and collect the over 25s from the nightclubs, please? Like they're past it. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then it was like all the comments from people over 25 being like, but I lost three years because of COVID. So you have two years, so you have to let me out. Like, well, and they're like really fighting for their right to go out at 27. And it's just like, <laughs> what's happening? But it's like, and I know that's the like youth culture and TikTok is just what the X Factor was and whatever, but... It's so, like, I think so many women get into, and there's so many reasons, but it's a really big pressure to be, like, having your most fun in your 20s and being, like, a, what is it? Who is it that sung that song? Is it Peter Stroud who sang that song about when she was 25 and it was a very desirable age to be, I don't know, whatever. And you, you become really aware as you get older and get to closer to 30. And I'm sure it's something that keeps happening as you get closer to 40 and 50 and 60 and whatever. But where you hear about like desirable ages or you hear about songs and they say like, oh, she was 19, she was 25, she was this. And then you just, they stop. They don't go, she was 37, she was like 49. Like they do stop at basically like what, 24. There's a really famous, um, I think it was a Saturday Night Live skit and generally, I'm not a fan of Saturday Night Live. I don't find it particularly funny. But there's this thing with, I think it's Amy Schumer and a couple of other actresses. And I can't remember who's there. And there's Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. And Amy Schumer's walking through the wood and she feels all these people having lunch together. They're all celebrating. And they're celebrating Julia Lewis-Dreyfus's last, I think, it's, I think they describe it as, excuse my language, the last day that she's going to be fuckable. And I think she's sort of about 40 or something oh in it. Gosh. And it's basically, we're celebrating my last summer where I can be fucked because it's not going to happen after that. And it's so cleverly put together because you've got all these actresses who are still considered incredibly sexy, but basically saying, we know that we've got a cutoff point. And mm. from now on, we're not going to be the girlfriend. We're going to mm. be the grandmother. There doesn't appear to be anything in between. But that is the, oh, the horrible thing as well, is that it feels like that ageism feels like a very gendered issue because it feels oh, like oh my God, unless I'm mi missing something men are like completely untargeted by ageism if anything it's like glorified for them yeah. aging yeah, whereas women fox. are bombarded by yeah, it yeah it's that trend on tiktok it's like the like i want your daddy and it's like i want my daddy and then it's like i want your daddy too and it's like all these things of like how yeah. fit these men have got in their old age yeah it's like imagine aging that like a fine wine. it's because i think we're hardwired mm. to they, the argument would be that we're hardwired as women to look for different characteristics in, that we find attractive in a man. So rather than look for somebody who's pretty or has a certain body type, uh, and you can see my eyebrows raising when I'm saying that, but so, so women would look for power, stability, strength, knowledge, money, all those things that women supposedly are hardwired to find attractive in men increase as you get older or they certainly don't diminish as you get older. Whereas I think a lot of the things that men are hardwired to want in women diminish as you get older. Because I, and it's scary to think of it. And it's, very, it's a very interesting conversation because I was thinking about this the other day. I did a, ha a panel on hair thinning and you and I have just been having a chat because you've just been, uh, uh, Emma's just been discovered, uh, discovered that she's low in ferritin. And ferritin is a stored iron where you can lose your hair. And I was, I've discovered a whole host of things that were wrong with my blood tests and my hair was falling out during COVID and all that sort of stuff. Not uncommon anyway, different com topic of conversation. And we were talking about the fact that somebody was saying, why is it so hard for women 
to lose their hair harder than men. And it's still hard for guys as well to lose their hair. And I was saying there's something about thick, lustrous, gorgeous hair that is sort of hardwired to youth and fertility. Mm. And that's a whole other psychology level that's going on there that's so strange. Because let's be honest here, Jason Statham is one hot man and bald as, but can you think of a gorgeous, bald woman? It's so strange. There's such a dichotomy going on there. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's so interesting as well, because I think one half of that is like women's hair gets thinner as they get older, but also women of a certain age are told to cut their hair short because it's oh. not becoming to have long hair. Yeah. That's like the thing, the age, appropri- the age appropriate, appropriate thing hair. is so wrong. So bad. Like my, so mom's, wrong. my mom's got the nicest hair. She's still got really thick. Like she's got loads of hair and it's really thick and it grows crazy fast. And she keeps, every time it gets to certain, she's always had it short for since... Like since I've been born, I think it was just like easy when she had kids and it looked really cool anyway, whatever. And then it's been getting longer and she keeps cutting it shorter. And every time it gets too long, she's like, oh God, I just, do I just look too, you know, old baggy? And it's like, what's happening? You've got like, we would kill yeah. to have hair that grows that fast. But like, she keeps feeling like she's got to have it short. I mean, it does look really good short and whatever, but it's so weird. There's this like trope about women having long hair and I don't understand it. There what are so that? many age appropriate things that, and I'm using like the mm. air quotes there, age appropriate things. You never, ever target at a man. Yeah. So basically, should you wear shorts? Should you wear mini skirts? Should you retire the high heels? Should you have a nice, decent haircut? All men should wear you shorts wear shorts all the time? I know. I know. They've always got it's their like, yeah, legs yeah, and their feet down. Yeah. yeah. How many like varicose veins yeah. have you seen? Like, it's like, oh. My mum won't wear a bikini. She's always been more comfortable in a bikini than a one suit. Oh, always, she needs to come always. on holiday with me. And she will not wear a bikini. And I'm saying, but like, why? She's like, I'm too old. I can't do it. And then she just needs to go on holiday to somewhere like Brazil or Italy or France. And I love that whole beach mentality where you've just got different generations. Go, I mean, yeah. go to, you know, Rio and you've just yeah. got whole generations walking around in a thong. Yeah. Like so many wrinkly, saggy, normal buttons. It's amazing. Absolutely it's amazing. So, like if we're okay with seeing young people in a bikini, why are we not okay seeing old people in a bikini? I, I, like, why is that not okay? They exist I as find, well. I find it really empowering when I see older women. I quite like that. There's a part of me that rebellious grew up in the 70s bit. I quite like those sort of sun-raddled women in the south of France in yeah. their poochy bikinis with their specs oh, yeah. in their sort of open top cars. I quite like that. It, they look, that skin looks, yes, it looks 
speckled and it looks like a brown hen's egg but oh my god they look like they've had so much fun yeah. i know i shouldn't admit to this but that's literally all i aspire to i i, I look get at it, it. Yeah. and i'm just like i want that like yeah. i want to smoke like 40 marlboros a Jetain. day yeah. yeah open top car just yeah, yeah. i want to have like a visor yes and i yes, have blow yes. dries all the time yeah like i think that's i mean i don't actually actively it's a lot of steps to get me from here to there and I feel like oh, it's not know, it's just 30 years of having fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. follow me but you'll be fine I love it my <laughs> mum wears a bikini yeah. yeah and I'd be really gutted the year she stops like I'll be really upset I don't think it's going to happen because she likes the suntan too much but I'd be very disappointed we just need to get her to grow her hair now and she'll be like Brigitte Bardot in the south of France I love yeah. that look yeah. I, I love that the look short hair. I, I need to talk to her about it I, I, I think it I don't know. I'd love to talk to you about it, actually. That is like, so funny, though. Long. I haven't actually thought about that. The whole, like, older women can't have short hair, uh, long hair. You should it's basically so talk to your mum about ageing, which is something I've never done yeah. with my mum. But I think I have a lot of friends who are 15 years younger than me, so they're in their mid-40s. I've just turned 60. And I feel that I'm, like, a little bit like the Madonna in their life. I'm that older sister stroke, yeah. best friend stroke. Oh, okay, so she's talking about the menopause. She's talking about thinning air. She's talking about plucking her chin. She's doing all those things. She's walking around in a bikini in Ibiza for her birthday. It's fine. So I give them the permission. Simply by being, I give them the permission just to get old with grace. And I think with... Your mum's a really important figure in your life, as is your dad, obviously. But I do feel like you need to have that conversation about your mum and say, say, you know, what was it like getting older? And do you feel older? Because the funny thing is, and it's such a cliche, is there does come a point where you will always feel sort of 35 inside. I think you sort of mature, you're mentally there at 35 and then that's it. You'll always feel like you're 35 inside. Mm. So fuck it. I mean, there's no alternative to getting older so you might as well embrace it and yeah. embrace it in the same way that you would your hair type, your body type, your skin colour. You know, just there's no fighting it. You're never going to be the perfect age. I don't want to like speak for your generation because you're, you're obviously living it. But I don't like I just know from speaking to my followers sometimes that a lot of girls in securities have cut a lot of women our age have insecurities because they were projected onto them by their mums for their insecurities and I feel like getting older is a part of that that we are watching as well and I think that's a big part of like fearing it is it's not necessarily nice watching our mums struggle with getting older because it can be hurt like kind of hurtful in a way and like I think I said this to you when I first met you like I want to shake my mum sometimes because she doesn't like getting older and I'm just like but what's the fucking alternative like I love you getting older because if you're not going to get older it means something's happened to freeze it and stop it and you've gone and then like that's the worst so I I think there's a massive need for age positivity yeah I really do in the same way it's why Alex invited me onto your podcast because I just feel like we can talk about body positivity and we can talk about hair positivity and skin tone positivity and ableism and all those things that we need to do but nobody appears to be saying there is literally no alternative to getting older so you better make the most of it it's almost like you know I'm telling everybody listening to this now and I feel if I can do it in some small way and if I feel the women that I've met through the beauty industry who I feel are beacons. I, rem- I mean, like I remember meeting Jane Fonda and just thinking she was so empowering just to be in the presence of because she was she had such a fuck it attitude that I just loved. 
And then when I met Dame Helen Mirren, you think about the older women that, you know, Alex and I have met through the beauty industry and stuff like that. Just being in their presence, if I could give one bit of advice to anybody, it would be always have a friend that's sort of 15 to 20 years older than you, who's in a positive place in their life. And yeah, if they have bad days and they're like, oh God, you know, you have no idea how grateful you should be to be 30 or whatever. You should turn around and say, you've got no idea how grateful you should be 60. Because the what I am maybe looking back in my past, I lost two really key friends in my life uh, in their late 20s and, and one was just 30. And I feel like that did wake me up to that point of going, tomorrow isn't promised here. So yeah, actually getting older is both an honour because some people don't make it. And it's tough because it is tough when you, you know, you look start to fade and you, you know, dye your hair and all those things that we supposedly are a negative about getting older, but there is no alternative. So I feel that if you can just hang around with different ages of people and have an honest, open conversation, then simply by being around somebody who's 15 or 20 years older than you that's got life sussed and seems to come in a good, come from a good place will make you feel better about getting older. And if Emma, your mum, or Alex, your mum are listening to this, like try and be a positive role model to your children because I know what it's like. I mean, my mum has been yo-yo dieting and then been on Weight Watchers and all that rubbish, Slim Seer and half a grapefruit, the classic 70s, my whole life. I know where I've got my body hang-ups from. You know, my sister had an eating disorder. I can see where it happens, but nobody's really talking about attitudes to age. And I think one of the things, my mom's now 86. She's incredibly dynamic. She's a complete busybody. She's got her nose in everybody's business. She's still dancing. She's still going on holiday. You know, my dad died like 15 years ago. She's finished off two other boyfriends since then. I mean, you know, <laughs> she's a wildfire. I love it. But in a way, that's quite a good positive role model for all she's done about being on a constant diet since the 1970s. She's 86 and she's grabbing life by the balls. And I think everybody needs that image in their life of somebody who just says, I remember meeting Helen Mirren and interviewing her on camera at Cannes. She was there with L'Oreal and she was literally, she had backed about people. So one minute she had Sky and then she had the BBC and then she had like Rayuno, whoever. And I sat down and I had 10 minutes with her and I thought, well, actually, I better introduce myself. She's like, who the hell is this woman? So I sat down and I said, oh, hi, my name's Nadine. I've got a, a YouTube channel and it's for older women. And she sat down, she looked at me and we were being mic'd up and she leant forward, she put her hand on my thigh and she went, but you're not older. Because it's perspective, because she's 20 years older than me, 15, yeah, 15, 18 years older than me. So it's all about perspective. So to those people on TikTok, you guys might be old because you're over 25. To me, you're young. Always hang around with people that can give you perspective. That's the important thing. You need somebody to look back at you and go, God, I remember being your age. It was tough because of this, this and this. But oh, my God, it was great because of that. Because you can wake up in the morning and look at that gorgeous collagen and I can see this and have fun and have loads of sex and date loads of guys. And all that stuff you can do when you're younger that, that you know, maybe you wouldn't do when you're older. It, you just need somebody to give you a perspective. Yeah. I love that. And show the positive, yeah, like the positive, the positive side of aging, because I feel like we live in, in a society that values women when they're attractive to men. Yes. Like that's their sole purpose. That's what we're going to. And can have babies. And can have babies. And then that's the whole yeah. menopause discussion. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, and that's what my mum's taught to me a lot about is 
how she felt like she was suddenly invisible. You know, she was always a really attractive woman. It, she is an attractive she is woman. A beautiful I didn't mean woman. that. She is. She's really attractive. But she always felt like she was, you know, attractive and, and she kind of got a bit of attention. And she said, like, suddenly, it felt like suddenly she was invisible. And she grew up in a world where she was taught to value attractiveness and like that's what the most important thing about her was so I guess in that sense like it's it's difficult then to like see the other positives of aging which of which there are so so many right the things that you mentioned like the the uh, the what men get from aging, you know, they get stronger. Why, that, that all happens to women as yeah, well. Yeah, women get wiser. Right. The, the advantage of getting older are you do develop a fuck it attitude. You do. Yeah. You absolutely do. Because once you are no longer part of the male gaze, you know, which is absolutely classic, once you're freed from that, actually, it is quite liberating. So you don't actually have to conform to anybody's ideas of what's beautiful. Uh, you do become wiser without a doubt you do become much more financially stable. Like for every lion on your face, there's a few thousand pounds in your bank account. And it will happen to you because you will. You'll get older, you know, you'll you'll peak in your 40s and 50s, you'll earn more money, all those things you can do. You'll be wise, you'll have more experience. You'll be much more at ease with yourself. There'll be less hunger to travel everywhere. You don't suffer from FOMO because you you have been there, seen it, done it, got the T-shirt. And that's actually quite a calm pleasant place to be in people say that they they loads of people have done studies but people say that people's acceptance of of who they are acceptance of their body their life their general levels of happiness actually go up in your 50s and 60s so you are happier and you are more content i think it's partly because you accept that life isn't going to be perfect and you're not going to get everything you want um but yeah you will be happier you will be more confident and you will be more content and if I, I would love to go out for the night with your mums and just like kind of shake them down and just go, I don't know what your mum looks like, but I know your mum is beautiful, Alex. But I mean, I'm sure your mum is beautiful, although she my wouldn't have is, given but birth she, to My mum's also amazing. Like, I feel like I've done her dirty a bit with saying, you know, she doesn't like getting older in the kind of image-based thing. But my mum did her first Ironman competition, which I don't know if you know, it's a, two, yeah. it's a, a triathlon. Like How old was she? 50 when she did her first I mean, one. that's impressive. And she's done 10 over the last decade. So she's done one a year and did her last one literally like two weeks ago and she was three weeks insane. ago. That's insane. That's so, yeah. that, insane. And that's been like the single greatest inspiration in my life is it's like, and my mum hasn't had an easy life, like not by a long stretch. She's had so much loss. Like it's just beyond anything that's fair. And I think like I, I genuinely, I don't know how she keeps getting up. I don't know how she's got up every time and just been like kept going. Cause I like, I wouldn't be able to. So she is unbelievable. And the strength that she possesses, it's like she gets stronger every year. And watching her over the last, I'm so happy she's done. That was her last time. She's not doing anymore. 63. No, she's, yeah, she's 60 now. Six, 61. So 61 now. impressive. And it's been like the last 10 years. And I don't know if she can see it in herself. I really hope she can. But like, you know, she's always been strong because she's been my mum. But looking at her as, a, as an adult woman, looking at another adult woman, I'm like, fucking hell like yeah. this is unbelievable that's this such is, an achievement this is yeah. beyond what what anyone can do you know my husband does them and he's like 29 and he finds them exhausting with every single physical advantage in the world 
And she can't deny the fact that her body is aged. You know, she said it's like every doctor she's spoken to is like, oh my God, like enough. But, you know, they say, you know, you're, I think her, her osteopath or doctor or someone said to her, like your body is like a, um, you, it's like you've got a car, your, your body's a car and you can either go out and drive it like handbrake corner around every turn and like hell for leather go as fast as you want and you're just going to wear the pads out wear the brake pads wear everything out or you can drive it slowly and it'll last or whatever but eventually you know your mum is a handbrake turn she well (laughs) but she's sped up it's like she kind of maybe it was being married I don't know you know having kids I don't know you know and I I need to talk to her more about her whole life because her 20s sound amazing and then there's a kind of like her 30s and 40s where she was my mum and that's the only way that I can perceive her but now I see her in her 50s and 60s and I'm like you're a fucking powerhouse and I don't know what she'll do next but she'll do it with the same veracity and it's actually like I don't know if she can see it in herself and I hope that she can like the strength that she's like still on and upwards you know where most people slow down so I don't want to like do you know I, I know she gets up like I know you know in the same way that like women get upset about you know not looking how they used to look or being past it or whatever. I think that's something that should focus on from like a physical side, but I, you know, an aesthetic side, but from her insides and and, and looking as another person, you know, you, you think of yourself aesthetically, but when you look at another person, you don't see their aesthetics really. You see them as a whole person. You see their heart and their soul and the fire in them or whatever. And anyone looking at my mum is like, fuck me, like you're unbelievable. And she doesn't look, it's not, it's not even age. It's just like, and it, that's a real inspiration in a really odd sort of way. Like in that, cause I, I hate that she hates getting older, but then at the same time, it's like, but getting older suits you so much. Like look at all the cool stuff you're doing. I mean, I don't think a- aging is easy. No. Because you do have to give up things, but you do gain things in the process. Yeah. And I think, Anybody that's 60 and can do an Ironman, uh, kudos to them. I mean, that's just mind-blowingly brilliant. I wouldn't have been able to do that at 16, let alone at 60 or 26 or 36 or whatever. She learned to ride a bike pretty much at 49. And I just, I like that's actually, I didn't appreciate it at the time I was 17 when she like learned to ride a bike. And I don't think I appreciated how brave it was for her to get up having never done any exercise in her life. And literally she's like, she, you'd have found her just like on a, gr- a beach in Zakynthos with her sister smoking lots of cigarettes, being really suntan and drinking everything. And then being mum. And then to, to, to just get up and t- do something completely new. And to do it in a public forum as well. Those yeah. things are public events. Like yeah. people queue up and watch them. So it's not like I'm just going to fail on my own in the garage with a Pilates yeah, piece yeah. of Pilates equipment. If I fail, I'm going to fail publicly. I mean... That takes such balls. I'm so impressed. She came third in her age category and the Iron Man just gone, got up, got up on the stage, got Amazing. a medal. Amazing. Coolest cool. thing I've ever what seen. What does your mum do that's impressive? Apart from the fact she's obviously a great mum. Well, I mean, I think I'm always in awe of the fact that she's had five kids mm-hmm. and managed to do that and bring us all up fairly fairly well. Um, and to, have a re- to create a really close family because you fa- you're... Unbelievably yes. close Unbelievably. to your family. She yes. must hold. She's like mum, mum ahead. She must be yeah. the heartbeat of your family. She absolutely yeah. is. We flock to her. Yeah. We like she. She's like a magnet. We're we're all obsessed with her, and I think yeah, that's really cool. The relationship that she has with her kids is unusual, but in a really good way because we do have this special bond. Um. But then, 
you know, I want to give something as well that's outside of having, of being a mum, because I, I feel like that. But the thing is with my mum, with having five kids and five kids all clo so close together as well, we were all under six, five of us under six. I mean, that is... That's a full-time job. It's it, a, a full, more full, than a full-time job. More than a full-time job. job. And also I feel that your looking for something else is actually more of a judgment on the fact that we don't really value Mums. how important yeah, you're right. how important creating a family is yeah you're right i mean yeah. to do that and do that well is is the most important thing you can probably do for me it's my my mum's just my mum has a zest for life she has so much more physical energy than i do even at 86 i mean she's like i said she's the world's whirlwind busybody i mean she if you don't amazing. if you don't get her before nine o'clock in the morning she's out the house she just doesn't hang around <laughs> really yeah. oh yeah crazy <laughs> she's always looking for everybody to go on holiday with she's got a new boyfriend she's about to go on holiday with you know all her boyfriend all her boyfriends really need to do is to be able to drive and, and dance and she's fine Love she'll that. be out there line dancing i feel like that's what you're going to be like for really sure. oh I, yeah. know, I think she's got more energy than i have really? now yeah <laughs> it's impressive i'm a bit of a human sloth I'm more mental energy than physical energy, hence the fact I'm really impressed by your mum. I want to line dancing. Stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, it sounds fun. I'll hook you up with my mum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm sold. I'm sold. But that fuck it attitude, like that, that you talk about with your mum, I think like that's because you've got, you you do have a fuck it attitude as well, don't you? Yeah. And that's what I love about you. That's what you your... get with age, definitely. I yeah. I was never that. like that when I was your age. I was the person who was always worried about everybody, really? yeah. what somebody thought of me or, or I was very aware of my background, my education, the way I looked in magazines. We, I mean, looking at you, Alex, we know how tough magazines can be. They can be so elitist. Did you go to the right university? Are you wearing the right clothes? Do you have your hair cut at the right place? I think I was so conscious, even in my twen late 20s, 30s, without a doubt. And then I felt my confidence grow with each year as I went through my 40s and 50s to the point where eventually you will have to just say fuck it what do you do otherwise you just disappear under a rock it's crazy that would be a sad state of affairs I can't wait to press the fuck it button me too I feel like you two already have which think, is why I'm so impressed by both of you I think I flick it occasionally I think I'm like on off and then I'm like on yeah. off like I want to just get to the point where I just like both hands just fucking lean on it and I'm just like that's my life now yeah. but I'll press on it and then when I'm a bit tired I'm like oh I'll come off it a bit and I then, think that's human nature though yeah you know we all yeah. have our moments where we go oh god but I tell you what it is for me right yesterday I was uh prepping I've just moved house and I was uh preparing uh the spare bedroom and I've got a mirrored bedside table and it was covered in fingerprints because somebody had moved it so I got out the sort of window lean and I was window leaning at the top of it and then I looked down into it and I saw my face fall forward I thought I must never get on top ever again <laughs> <laughs> because there is that moment where you go oh my god I've aged but then also so has my boyfriend I mean we're all exactly. aging at the same also, rate sometimes I feel like and I this is what I'd say to both your mum sometimes I feel like they think they're the only person that's getting older everybody's getting older at the same yeah, rate yeah, totally. along with them that's so true your boyfriend's getting older yeah. too um I want to ask you a question that we we did touch on during our live but I'm interested to hear more of your perspective on this is that is I'm, I'm wondering how knowing what you know now about ageism and being as well informed on it as you are also meant to say to you before it's so true that no one is talking about age pos age positivity because I typed into Google before and I was like oh I must have typed in the wrong word because nothing came up no oh I've typed age in the wrong concern the charity is called age concern 
Which is a bit worrying because it know, doesn't sound happy, doesn't sound good, positive, does it? Does it? No, no. But would you call a body? Po- would you up. call a body positivity? Body uh, concern. Body concern. Yeah, body concern. <laughs> that would be so badly named. Or melanin concern, or you know, you just wouldn't, would you? No, it's crazy. Anything, yeah. Age mm-hmm. concern sounds really ageist to me we need to rebrand age concern and also again i don't feel like age concern even targets people like me when i I mean it's very funny so when i started my youtube channel my agent made me join facebook and i hate facebook with a vengeance but that's where older women are so that's where your target is and i had to go in and reset my age on it because it kept feeding me incontinence pads and funeral plan ads down the side i mean like and I was 50 at the time. I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> what? That's what's happening. I'm, I'm going to worry about being incontinent or dying and covering my funeral costs for my family at 50. Oh, I mean, that's the equivalent God. of Simon Cowell with his 25 plus group. It's crazy. I just feel that at the end of the day, that whole putting people into boxes because of their age is crazy. It's just yeah, madness. Totally. Yeah, mum keeps being advertised stair lifts. Yes, stair lifts. Like, you've never seen a woman go up the stairs as fast as my mum. <laughs> so like, her or next job it. will be putting in staircases <laughs> yes. rather, or stair lifts, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, yeah. So, I just get targeted baby stuff constantly. Yeah, constantly. well, I bet you do. Yeah, yeah. that would be. And um, people asking you outright. Oh, which yeah. Which is just really All shocking. Yeah, yeah. But the question I wanted to ask you is so then knowing all you know about it, how do you reconcile then that with working in the beauty industry? And that is no judgment because, as you know, because no. I do too. But I wonder from your perspective how you manage to sort of reconcile that. Because I do think it's getting better. Do you? Yeah. 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 Things have come a long way from um, Isabella Rossellini being sacked at the age of yeah. whatever she was, 37, because she was too old for long time, and then her signing them back up, signing her back up. 57 or whatever they did I think the world and funnily enough I do think it's the big corporations that do the best job so I do think as a group the L'Oreal group do a really good job and it's why I'm quite proud to work with them when I do so I think L'Oreal Paris do a really good job I think Longcom do a really good job I think they are pushing diversity and including age diversity let alone skin tone diversity and all that sort of stuff as much as possible I actually think the beauty industry has more of a problem with body positivity and skin positivity than it does age positivity because I do think things are changing but they're never changing fast enough no but I feel like if you're a lone voice as a beauty expert and I'm a lone voice as a beauty expert then so what I'll just be the first person to land my you know yeah flag on that planet and what's really cool I think is you are changing it from the inside because you are someone who does hold a lot of weight within the beauty industry and you're talking about this stuff and like shedding a light on it and I think that's really cool yeah when I first started my YouTube channel I was 54 I'd been a journalist for the better part of 25 30 years I'd been a TV presenter so sitting in front of a camera chatting to people writing features was never difficult the only difficulty was learning to light myself and mic myself up and then getting coming to terms very interesting because I'm getting older on camera Mm -hmm. and I can see myself getting older I can see myself from my first YouTube channels to now the six years and what it's done and yeah very kindly said I look good for my age but I that's what 60 looks like nowadays I mean I know how to make the best of myself I know all the tricks in the trade let's be honest here I've written about them for years and so for me I have to have a voice because I feel that and I was guilty of this when I was younger, what the hell does anybody who's 30 know about anti-aging or about right. what works on wrinkles or sun damage or sagging skin? Or They don't know because they don't have it. 
just as you couldn't advertise it as a journalist, really, you can't talk about testing these things. The amount of companies that still flog sun damaged products or fine line products or whatever wrinkled products on young people is still really shocking. Mm. Another question that's sorry, um, that's just come to me quickly is, is saying someone looks good for their age, is that a compliment? Doesn't I that take imply... it as a compliment, but I'm pretty hard to offend. I'm the generation that's fairly hard to offend. Because I, be I say that to people I grew up with time. Benny Hill, right? Like, come yeah. on, <laughs> we're pretty hard to offend. But I do feel, is I will always say to somebody, thank you very much, but this is what 60 looks like. Yeah. Someone said I look good for my age the other day, and I thought that was... That's pretty weird. Yeah. And I always think the way to know if what you're saying is offensive, and again, no judgment, we've all said and thought offensive things in the past, is to say, would you say to somebody, you look really good for your weight? Or yeah, like, you look true. really good for your skin tone, or you look really good for somebody in a wheelchair. Right. That's yeah. shocking, right? So yeah, why would you true. say to somebody you look really good for your age? Yeah. You just look really good. Problem yeah. with aging. I, yeah. I wasn't offended. I was just more like shocked. What do they possibly? What can they possibly mean? Because everybody looks good at twenty eight. That's the point of yeah, being twenty eight. Like, of course, I look good for now. Like, come back in ten years and say that, and then I'll, I can take it as a compliment. But at the moment, it's yeah. it sounded almost like surprise. I don't know. It was really weird. It's a very interesting thing, though. And even like finding you said you you see that you're aging on camera like from your youtube mm. stuff i can see it from my and i see it in loads of ways i see loads of ways my body's changed since like having because obviously we've been on social media i mean it's kind of weird for us because we've been on social media i've been on social media since i was 12 so like if i Whoa. go i know so if i go back surprising and, you're as sane and grounded and normal as you are <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, thank you. You don't know me well enough. <laughs> um, if like looking back at like my, and I don't use Facebook anymore, but you know, like I can see aging and it's kind of weird. It's like looking at a family photo album with all my, I don't know, it's, it's odd like looking, but it's kind of all I've ever known looking from like 12 to 18 or whatever, whenever I stopped using Facebook, but even using Instagram as a job or just being like in public or having a record of myself existing online, which thanks to my job, like there is a big record existing of my life. It's really weird even to have like, and this isn't exclusive to people who work online, this is just getting older, but it's really weird to be associated with like the who you were and seeing yourself like the changes. I don't know. It's, it's a public like, record of aging, isn't it? It's yeah. weird. It and is growth. A, yeah, it is, a, it's it is a weird thing. And it's like, obviously it's fine. I've decided I think I probably would like to have a little bit of Botox to pick up the side of my eyebrows, a tiny bit, because I've noticed that my eyebrows have started coming down and it is the stupidest thing that I've noticed. But I think I look at myself all the time and my eyebrow lady, she's not got a lot of, she's like one of, she's a really good friend, but she's not got much tact. She was like, you're getting older. I was like, I know, but <laughs> thank you. Um, but you just, you notice really silly little things in your, silly in inverted commas, you notice things in yourself and you can just compare yourself to your, it's not even like you compare to other people on social media, you compare to you on social media. 10 years ago, we would not be having this conversation. The only people that had a public record of the aging were, were famous people. Yeah. So yeah. anybody that had a career on TV or films or in magazines, they're the only people like models, actors, whatever, TV presenters. Nowadays, everybody has a public record. And it's why I think your generation is going to have to be so careful because genuinely 
for me to dig out pictures of me at 18, 19, 20, 21, I've got to dig out old pictures that I picked up from Snappy Snaps and Boots. Like I've got to go into the loft, find them, open them up. I haven't just got to flick through my phone and go, yeah, here's a reminder what you were doing this day 10 years ago or whatever. So I just think it's going to be really hard for your generation because you're so public facing so it's for everybody there's just this record of getting older I already find it hard aesthetically and I don't care about getting older I like being older I've been like I I don't I don't feel any I feel an apathy to getting older because there's fuck all I can do about it it's Mm -hmm. happening whether or not I'm Mm going to enjoy it or not so just like fuck it but it is weird like even looking at photos of myself and I'm like god I looked so good and it's like and you you kind of have to like make the peace with the fact that you can't you probably won't get back there because I probably I'm not going to be 21 again like I, I'm just I'll just make my peace with that I'm not going to be 21 again. and that's fine but it's like that's a really weird thing to be doing so early and I think a lot of people of our generation are having to do this because like you say the public record we're having to do it earlier whereas I think like my mum would say like oh I just looked up one day and I was 45 yeah 40 yeah and and I was like oh god how did that happen but for us it's like every year it's like time hop remember last year do you remember Mm -hmm. last year do you remember last year it's like oh god I remember last year again and it's just like I don't know we're constantly reminded of this like tick 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 tick. and I think you're right like I think that's going to be quite already it's something that's quite challenging even though I seem to not care about getting older I also seem to massively care about getting older I also think the thing about ageism and I think one of the reasons that most of us are ageist unless we check ourselves again is that genetic hard wire that ageism means illness and death let's be honest here you can't skirt around the fact that getting older is a slow slippery step to not being around anymore. And if you've been around anybody and you've seen them get older and you've maybe seen them had dementia or you've seen somebody get older, you see the grandparent, there's both a grace and a sort of finite journey that's going on. So there's there's a reason. That it's hard to say, but we are genetically hardwired to be attractive to youth because youth is healthy. It's healthy. It's life. It's fertility. It's all those things that we're hardwired to like. There is a reason that you go up to a child and almost want to pinch that gorgeous collagen, that that gorgeous skin. So there's, I know, so there is a reason that we're hardwired to like it and to like symmetry and all those things that we're, you know, that the um, evolutionary biologists will tell you that we're hardwired to like. So I think there's a hard wiring to why we're ageist. It's because I think we're frightened of getting older because we're frightened of getting unwell and dying but I just think if I like that apathy I quite like that neutrality there's no there's nothing wrong with you don't have to actually necessarily be yay I can't wait to get old but at least if you just accept the fact that it's inevitable in some ways it's a definite honor to get old because a lot of people don't make it and if you can just be apathetic about it I think apathy's got a lot going for it. Yeah. There's no problem with apathy. Yeah, We've been neutrality. Like not to. Yeah. Bridget Jones, how old was Bridget? God, like she gave me such a complex. So, like about 30. Yeah. yeah. 30. And on Over the Hill. Nobody yeah. I remember the Carrie Bradshaw thing was she had a, she was massively upset when she had to tick the 35 box. So when she turned 35, right. she had to tick the 35 to 45 box. So she was no longer in the 25 to 35 box. Right. And I remember that because I am absolutely, that's my generation. So I'm yeah. the same age as all of those girls. So I completely get it. A little bit older than Sarah Jessica Parker, who interestingly enough is one of the few celebrities I've ever interviewed who you can tell absolutely has not had an ounce of work right not really ounce of work no and it is the reason I say that is because it's so shocking to see somebody who 
because Alex and I will know this, you basically go and interview a celebrity and then, especially when you work for a magazine like Hello, you basically just suspend disbelief. It's like going to the movies. Whatever you tell me is going to be the truth. Yes, we know it's all exercise and water. Fine, yeah. right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, fine, whatever. Um, but I remember saying to her, actually, I was going to have, I have a tiny bit of baby Botox. I was going to have my Botox tweet because one of my eyebrows had gone up a bit weird. Be careful, M. Your eyebrows can go up a bit too oh, far. Be careful. My eyebrows. It's just the end. Yeah, it's it was no. It's, it's the, it was. I was looking a little bit Jack Nicholson. And I remember her telling me off for having myself. Botox. She did. Yeah. What did she say? Yeah, she was like, "You don't need it. Like, accept who you are. You're fine. Love like, that. you know." And I remember looking at her thinking, she, "Actually, I can tell she's not." And, and it yeah. was in a way both empowering and slightly shocking yeah. that she'd not had it. The other one, I think, I suspect, not had an ounce of work, although she might have a little bit of work done downtime between movies, is Julianne Moore, another woman okay. that you just want to spend so much time around. Yeah. Incredible. And it's a really cruel thing that the world does where, and they've always done it with female comedians, where you can't be funny and pretty. And I think, like, a lot of women, a lot of female comedians, kind of just have to really lean into, like... They're not giving a fuck because, I don't know, because the world's mean to them. But I always think Joe Brown's absolutely hilarious as well. And I love watching these women get older because if anything, they give less fucks the older they get. And I'm like, I didn't think it was possible, but here you go. <laughs> like, oh, I had jo oh my God, Joanna Lovely. I want to be her best friend. She, yeah, like, I mean, jo I mean for she, me, uh, see, I'm a sucker for the glamour, the glam. There's a, I'm partly hardwired into liking, hence the, you know, um, Susan Sarandon, Julianne Moore. But yeah, I mean... Joanna Lumley. I remember being really shocked because she's older than me. I mean, I'm a fairly similar age to Jennifer Saunders, who I think Jennifer Saunders and um, yeah, brilliant, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. fabulous is like my favorite. And Dawn French, they're both mm. aging brilliantly, and I love both of them. And I follow them both on social media, not that they post very often. But I remember finding out that being really shocked looking back because this is something that I'll speak to both your mums directly about. There does come a point, no matter how much I talk about being positive about ageing, where you do find yourself Googling people's ages and doing that slightly sort of comparative, oh, right. quite good. Oh, oh, how old's that person? Yeah. And then the funny thing is, is finding that Joanna Lumley was like 42 or 43 when she made Ab Fab. Was she? But yet we're somehow... No. She's, thinking she's like 60 yeah. because there's this constant joke that she's a bit muttony yeah. and she's yeah. just being a bit naughty yeah. and she's sort of, there's this thing, there's this classic scene where she's trying to get off with Idris Elba, he's this young mod, male <laughs> model at a party and then you find out actually she was about 44 or 45 that's when she crazy. made her first. That is absolutely nuts. And that's, in my head she's like, yeah, 60. She 60. Oh, she's yeah. probably 70 now but in your head yeah. she's like, and also this, and talking about body positivity, that, image of Jennifer Saunders constantly saying she was fat in it. And you're just I know, like, I, I love Ab Fab because it was, I grew up with it and it's amazing. But those messages that you're sending out where you're going, that's madness. One, you're portraying her as being old and she's not old and you're portraying yourself as being fat and unattractive. <laughs> right. And you're not that either. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's, nuts. it's nuts. But it's <sighs> still so funny. Do you know what? I'm, I'm annoyed that we've used up so much time because I feel like skincare, I haven't even... Oh, we skincare. Listen, skincare is easy. Skincare works. Never let anybody tell you it doesn't work. Yep. There are just four things you need to do. And I'm telling you now as a woman that grew up in the 60s and 70s, and I'm looking and I'm listening to both your mums at this moment, at this moment in time. Okay. Wear an SPF. Yep. Oh my God. I wore an SPF on my face every day down onto my neck. Yep. My face looks good. My chest is 
ravaged because I never took the SPF down onto my chest, right? Okay. Right. So does, does moisturizer with SPF count? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Okay. Don't believe anybody, those derms that tell you you have to wear an SPF 50 every single day. Don't be ridiculous. You do not need to wear an SPF every single day. If you live in London, if you live in a fairly dark, dismal climate, most of the time you do not. An SPF in your moisturiser is enough. I would say don't sunbathe, but that's hard. But, you know, because it's so much fun going on holiday and drinking and having fun. Uh, but wear an SPF. Just wear an SPF and take it from your hairline down to your nipples every single day because your chest will age faster than any other part of you, especially if you've got boobs, lucky you. Um, and then you just need three things. You need three things. You need a really gentle rinse off cleanser and use a cloth with it to get rid of your makeup. You need a vitamin C and you need a vitamin A and that is it, nothing else. So vitamin A is retinol at night, vitamin C in the morning is protective. That's it. Don't spend a lot of money on it. 20 years ago, you would have had to do that. Now you can go to Boots Superdrug, you can buy the Inculus, you can buy the Ordinary, you can buy Bioma. There are so many great budget brands. So unless you've got a problem skin, you basically put, you cleanse in the morning, you put a vitamin C on, you put an SPF moisturizer on. And at night you cleanse, you put a vitamin C on at night if you need it again, and then you use vitamin A at night. That is it. All you're so putting you back into C your skin. and then A. Yeah. Okay. And all you've basically, and sometimes you don't even need C at night because that would be for pigmentation slightly. But basically, vitamin C is naturally found in the skin, but it diminishes with age. Vitamin A is naturally found in your skin. It diminishes with age. You do not need some obscure ingredient plucked by virgins as the sun's coming up in a jar covered in cellophane that costs hundreds of pounds. It's all a massive lie. You just don't need it. There was a time when you had to spend a lot of money on great skincare. And if you've got the money and you enjoy it, good, go for it. I, no judgment at all. But you can get amazing high street skincare. That revolution has happened in the last 10 years and it has made affordable skincare available for everybody. That's all you need. You basically need to cleanse, protect, SPF, and then cleanse and repair at night. That's it. That's if, it. If you find something that works for you, do you just stay with that? Yeah. Your skin doesn't get used to it. Don't no. believe that. Okay. Your skin never gets used to it. Your skin changes every 20, completely turns over every 28 days anyway. The only other things I'd add into it is if you've got problem skin, so if you've got breakouts, you need a salicylic acid to put on your spots at night. Or if you've got pigmentation, you can put in niacinamide, another B vitamin. But they're all things that are found naturally in your skin. You know, they just are. You don't overcomplicate it and you don't need a million different steps and you don't need weird and wonderful stuff. Like hyaluronic acid is a perfect case in point. It's a super trendy ingredient. It locks water into your skin. It's a sugar that's found naturally in your skin. Yes, it's great if you can have it, but it should already be in your moisturizer. It should already be in your foundation and your lipstick. The fact that companies are just telling you about it is a bit of a marketing con. It's already been available for years. Huh. And I hate hyaluronic acid serums. I hate them. I, the secret is look for a milky one. If you look for one that is clear, it'll be dry and sticky oh, and not very nice. The but the minute they put glycerin shit. or a few lipids in it, it'll be lovely. Okay. Is that the Pixie Glow? Is that hyaluronic? No, that's no, an acid. AHA. That's a resurfacing acid. So that's for breakouts or if you've got like, you know, blackheads or that sort of stuff. Nice. I started using an antibacterial spray and it's like changed my skin. It was amazing. Which one? Clinisooth. Yes, Clinisept and Clinisooth yeah. are hypochlorous acid, yeah. which is essentially a diluted bleach. Whoa. No big. No, but it's fine. It's completely it okay? safe. You can put it on oh. your skin. Uh, you can use it on open cuts wounds. I tell you what I use it for. I 
ne very rarely change my earrings because I've got I've invested in diamond earrings. So I basically never wear um, fashion earrings. And because I don't change them, they can get a bit sort of mm. gunky and horrible. Spray Clinisooth on your ears, back mm. and front, uh, on your piercings, nose piercings, ear that, piercings, yeah, piercings, occasional yeah. breakouts. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because I train a lot when I like, and when I'm sweating, like totally. I just constantly have bad skin. On, Put like, them in your trainers. Yeah. Your trainers will stop smelling. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, yeah, because I was also, I also get breakouts, and Alex, my husband, gets them on the back of his neck when he's training, yeah, like, just from where you sweat, and it's like been transformative i've never absolutely amazing okay yeah. that's really good I yeah but essentially it, what so. it is is a really diluted bleach but it's safe enough to use on your skin don't worry about it you could use it on knees if you kind of or if your mum's doing iron man and she falls off and scrapes her leg you can use it straight away it's completely fine oh God. amazing oh. stuff speaking of bleach <laughs> is there anything to get fake tan off because i've tried <laughs> everything i've tried age like i've tried it all yeah acetone ahas nothing removes it 20 percent glycolic overnight is the only thing that'll really? even come close yeah and it needs to be glycolic because as we know, it's the smallest molecule, so it gets into the skin, and you do need to sleep in it. But also, do can you? I just That's, say, yeah. right, sitting here now, looking at your lovely snow white Milky leg, white. Why the hell? I don't understand people's obsession with getting a tan anymore. I've got a real obsession I know with you being have, tanned. And like I've a seen real the times I used to see you with orange ankles. And, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and I don't always. understand it because I'm looking at your skin, right? Literally, it's, I don't like it. it's like Disney princess skin. I don't like it. I know. We never want one. And I think that's something I've got off my mum as well. She's always tan, tan. It's a 70s thing. Sorry, we're all guilty of it. My generation are all guilty of it. Tan and makeup. Can I ask some more questions? Of course you can. Just about facials. Yeah. Facials good? Should we be getting facials? Like, is there... If you've got the money to spend, enjoy them. But if if they're not belts and buckles, they're a waste of money. So they're all about, so if you have a facial and, you know, it's all very pleasant and lovely and you're getting a massage and you're enjoying it, mm -hmm. then you're paying for the enjoyment. You're not paying for the efficaciousness of it because it all just washes off your face. And why would you spend all that money? So they don't, they're not like. They're not doing anything transformative to your face at all. What you need is a belt and buckles, a belt and a buckles facial. Sorry about that. I.e. what you need is some machinery. You need an acid peel. You need some extraction. It needs to be mildly uncomfortable because that's when you'll get a result from it. But again, only if you've got the money to do it. Don't save up and spend hundreds of pounds on a facial. Madness. Because you might as well spend that on a really good cleanser, moisturiser, SPF, vitamin C, vitamin A at night. And then if you want, if you've got congested skin, which you say you have, a really good acid to use on it. So, for example, looking at you now, if you say you suffer from breakouts and your boyfriend suffers from breakouts, the one thing I'd recommend would be a 2% beta-hydroxy acid, a salicylic acid at night. Three times a week, transform your skin. Salicylic, salicylic acid, DM me. It's fine. For Paula's choice, 2% BHA. Nice Paula's choice. Gel, okay, yeah. Your boyfriend could put it on the back of his neck, you know, three nice. times a week. It would transform He won't thank me for like outing him for having like spots on his back. <laughs> nah, like, listen, we're outing like my mum for killing off two people since my dad died. <laughs> <laughs> your mum for not wearing a bikini and your mum for hating getting older. We're all human. And as I said, right at the top of this podcast, again, no judgment. We're here to talk about ageism and being ageist. I was ageist when I was younger. I think it's hardwired into a lot yeah. of us. It's just a fear. I think most judgment and most sort of what for whatever you would call it so that, that sort of idea of being frightened of somebody or judging somebody always comes from a place of fear 
So if you're racist, ageist, sexist, generally deep down inside, it's hard to imagine it. That person is frightened of that person for whatever reason. Yeah. So men that are sexist tend to be frightened of the power of women. People that are racist are just come from a place of ignorance because they're frightened of somebody being having equal power to them, equal access to power. And I think if you're ageist, you're just frightened of getting older. Yeah. So we need to cut people slack. I get, I get it. We're just trying to it. like connect and engage and like make... Yeah. yeah, and it's like I said, this needs to come with an aside saying no judgment here from the... 60 year old yeah. woman she was ageist once too yeah. I have loved this conversation I, have loved this I so could much. talk to, I could Same. just talk to you for hours Nadine honestly it's... I will be the token older woman in both your lives there you go oh and God, not only that. that I want to go out with both your mums in a bikini get drunk you will that would be amazing my mum you will have so much fun with my mum yeah honestly you go on a night I feel like I'd get on with most people yeah. and my mum loves you because you've headache. very kindly given her a lot of skincare advice as well you're very generous with that so if I get yeah. to see them in real life I turn up with real skincare as well so amazing. that's even better it's bribery for yeah. people to become amazing. friends <laughs> the only way you can make friends when you're 60 you bribe them with beauty products <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much my Nadine. pleasure absolutely love so and I love both your your content it's oh. amazing oh, seriously well done you too Should I Delete That is part of the ACAST Creator Network 